0: Is tough, rewarding, fun, hectic, and everything in between. And every Monday, it starts all over again. This is a podcast for moms by a mom, where we'll discuss everything from parenting to families, entertainment to health and fitness, and much more. Welcome to Monday Moms with your host, Tara Gray.
1: Welcome back to Monday Moms, and in continuing with the positive stories during the pandemic, I am joined today by Amber. Thank you, Amber, for coming on.
2: You're very welcome, Tara.
1: So Amber, um, I just wanted to um, let everyone know she's considered high risk in regards to the coronavirus. She has type 1 diabetes, and her neighbors have really helped her during this time. Amber wanted to help spread the positivity by sharing with us today. So, what exactly have your neighbors done to help you
2: out while you are staying safe and in the house? I've been type one diabetic for thirty six years, but then I also have another um, element to that. I had a heart attack about a year ago, and so you're right; I'm very high risk. And um, my neighbors, um, during this COVID nineteen crisis, they have done everything from ordering food and delivering it to my door. They'll leave it outside my door and send me a text message and say, we've ordered you dinner. They have also um, they have also done grocery shopping for me and had all the stuff from the different grocery stores delivered. And then again, they'll send me a text and say, hey, your groceries are delivered at your door. And it has been so fabulous. Wow. But not only that, I have had um, folks who have left um, disinfecting wipes. Um, they have left masks, gloves, Clorox wipes, anything that I've needed, bleach, Anything that I've needed, they have left it at my door. And it's been so very fabulous. In this um, pandemic, I've also realized that I've always been the helper. I've always gone to the grocery store for people. I've always helped people with whatever they needed. Um, You know, going to the grocery store, you know, helping them get rides to hospitals or whatever they have needed. And it's been a really big struggle for me to be to now be on the other end of it because I'm not used to doing that. I'm used to being on the front lines and I'm used to being the help. And right now I've right. not been the help. I have been the receiver. And it's been right. a difficult challenge for me to accept they're on the receiving end because I'm not used to doing that. And so, it's, it's very hard <laughs> to be on the receiving end. I was just going to say, so
1: are you finding it difficult to accept the help from your neighbors do you feel like it's um I mean obviously it's an act of kindness from them and they're doing it because they care about you and they're doing it because they want to and because they can what is do you do you just feel bad that you're accepting help from them
2: I do because I feel like I'm on the younger end of this and they're on the older end and I feel like wow I've always been the the person that's helped and I've always been the person that's done that's done everything for everybody else. That's just my personality. And I feel like that they, um, they're they doing this for me. And I'm like, you guys shouldn't be going out. Y'all are in your 50s and 60s. Y'all shouldn't be going out in public either. But they're like, you are high risk. You cannot take a right. chance on getting anything. And I thought, you know, they're absolutely right with that. And it has been a struggle. But in seeing that, I've also had people who have opted to help me because I've, I lost my job during this pandemic because I was high risk. And because I was high risk and because COVID-19 came, um, I worked for a very large accounting firm and they just said, you know, we need to let you go. And, you know, I was okay with that because I was like, you know, it's for my health. So I was very okay with that. And then I got to thinking, well, how am I going to pay my water bill, my electric bill, my mortgage? How am I going to do that? And I have had certain people who friends, family call me and say, we want to pay your water bill. We want to pay your cable bill. We want to pay your electric bill. And it has been wow. so fabulous to see all these people. They said, you have done so much for us. We want to help you. Mm. And it's been, um, it's been shocking to my core, I guess you'd say. I, I'm shocked to my core because I'm not used to that. I'm used to providing on my own. And this has been really hard for me to accept. And I've just kind of had through prayer and talking to my husband, we've just kind of had to accept the fact that people want to do stuff for us. Right. That's so and nice that
1: you are surrounded by people as kind as, as that. And it sounds like it's something that, again, your neighbors want to, or they wouldn't, obviously. <laughs> and exactly. it's, some, it's something that, again, I feel needs to be shared, especially during this time where it's hard to, you know, day to day wonder, Are there new changes? Is there someone that I know going to be diagnosed with this? Maybe I came in contact with them. So the fact that you are staying put and you're staying in the house and you're letting your neighbors help you and drop off supplies to you, that really is, that's the positivity that I wanted you to come on here and share and that I wanted others to hear. Because, you know, if you can help, obviously, normally people do. And and your neighbors are able to do this for you, and your friends are able to do this for you, and it just speaks for the you know the kindness that really uh, I think everyone is coming together. It seems to me. There is there is a
2: there is a lot of kindness in this world, and you know you don't realize it when you're leaving. You're busy every day, getting up, going to work, doing your thing. But there is a ton of kindness in this world, and if everyone can just show kindness right now. Right. It, this world will be so fabulous. And I think the kindness is coming out in people right now. But I think we need to show that constantly, not just during a pandemic. We need to continually show the kindness to everyone. No, I, I agree. And the fact that,
1: you know, in six months, hopefully this is just um, distant memory. But you will you know, you won't forget what your friends have done for you, calling you up, you know, offering help, your neighbors, you're not going to forget that. So even though hopefully COVID is a distant memory, the, the act of kindness will not be. And that's really what it all is about, you know, communities helping each other, friends and neighbors helping each other. And you have helped obviously people and you've made an impact on them and they're just giving that back to you. And that's, that's really all it is.
2: Exactly. And the other thing that I wanted to share was um, if if we could just continue this kindness. And that is my plea right now that everyone would just continue. This yes. kindness. For example, I have enjoyed the little things in life that I take for granted every day. The trees blooming, the flowers blooming. You know, those are things that I don't sit back and look at and think about every day the time with my family has been amazing. I have a 12 year old and I have a husband and the time just being with my family and just enjoying time with them has been absolutely amazing. Cause those are times that I'll never get back. And, you know, when we're working all the time and we're doing homework and we've got this and that and other things going on school meetings and you don't have that family time. And it has been absolutely amazing. I've also reached out to some people, some people on Facebook, Um, somebody last night, for example, was, has a type one diabetic child and they were having an issue. And I called that person last night and just said, let me help you through this. Let me tell you what I've done. And let me tell you what has helped me. And that person was very thankful that I called them and they were like, this has helped me so much. Thank you so much. And I really appreciated that. And that was my way of spreading kindness to them and also helping myself through it as well. Right. And, you know,
1: even though you are stuck at home, you can still make a difference. And you did and you are. And I think that's great. And thank you so much, Amber, for sharing your experience during the stay at home or lockdown, whatever, (laughs) whatever you would like to call it. It's nice. You can still connect and you can still make a difference, even being stuck at home. My next guest is Christy. She operates Christy Thompson Music and Grits and Gravy. She's staying positive through music. The pandemic has forced all of us to slow down. So as a performer, she has had to find new ways to connect and share her love of music. And Christy, I understand this also is involving your daughter.
0: Yes. Um, originally, it was just for my band, Grits and Gravy. We had missed out on several shows, um, which means we missed out on money. So we right. decided to do a virtual concert. Uh, well, actually, the Beacon Theater did, and we did that, and we um, were able to um, bring in some, some money that way. And Addie, my daughter, during this pandemic, has um, she's always loved music, um, but she has... Um, been practicing more with her voice with her piano and ukulele and stuff and so she decided she was going to kind of help us out and do a couple of songs and during her songs, the viewers went way up. The money came in more. And I'm like, oh, wait, hold up. <laughs> so oh, we decided wow, uh, she really loved it, um, really enjoyed the whole process. And to help her kind of further what she loves to do, we've decided to um, do another virtual concert here at my house, um, like off the deck. And we're going to yeah, focus on her a little bit.
1: That's great. So she plays instruments. Who taught her how to play those instruments?
0: Okay, that was not me, obviously, because the only <laughs> instrument I play is the microphone. Um, so she, when they were younger, uh, they started going to Mako Music. Shout out to them in Mechanicsville. Right. They're located right on 360. Um, Matt Coon is the owner, and my kids absolutely love him. And they started going there just for summer camps. Um, So all during the summer, that's where they would go. It was kind of like in lieu of daycare, you know, Um, so they have learned. I think Addy can play like five instruments now um, just from learning from them. Yeah. And that has been wonderful for her. It's great, great for kids. So anybody with kids that want some music, Matt's great. And he's now doing um, the online like virtual uh, lessons as well
1: right so do you think obviously since no one no no ones in school until september the fact that she has been home that's given her more time to play kind of play around practice do you think yes. her watching you still perform and search for new ways to connect by starting these virtual concerts do you think that's what kind of moved her along or do you feel like she would have followed in your footsteps anyway? Honestly, I feel like she would have followed in my footsteps anyway.
0: Um, But I do feel like this pandemic really has made us all kind of take a pause in life. And being that, you know, we're having to like homeschool our kids. Well, I'm not really good at that. I'll be honest with you. I'm just like, do your work. She's I'm not great at it. (laughs) But I also (laughs) know from other friends who are real homeschool moms all the time that a lot of learning can come out of everyday life, whether it be from your music, you know, or, you know, baking a cake, things like that. So um, this has caused her, given her the time to really focus on that one thing that she loves the most, which is music.
1: That's wonderful. So that would be a plus. That would be a positive. For Definite
0: positive. Being Definite. stuck,
1: being stuck at home, and you know, not around your friends, and you're not going to school. You're not in your normal routine.
0: Exactly. So, and instead of doing something and you know, moping and being depressed about, oh my right. gosh, you know, she's really turned it into a positive for herself as well.
1: That's so great. And you guys are doing that together. So that's a we plus are. plus.
0: Yes, yes, we're doing <laughs> it together. Uh, we're going to do it May the 9th. It's a Saturday. Um, It'll be probably about 3 to 5, we're guessing, the time right now. I'll put events up on Facebook, but um, we're going to focus mainly on Addie, but I think she and I are going to do some duets as well um, and things like that. So, yeah, it'll be fun. That's so
1: nice. What wonderful bonding moments for you, two. That's really great. it is. It is. It's great. I love it. I saw um, one of your um, videos. Um, I don't Mm -hmm. know if I should call it a concert. It was just you by yourself. And mm-hmm. you were singing a very inspirational song. And if you would like to talk a little bit about that and what made you decide to put that up. Did you just you were feeling the need for it? You felt like obviously people might would benefit from it. What made you decide to sing that particular song?
0: Um, that particular song was mainly because it was a Saturday night and i was kind of sad because sad, you know on sundays we go to church and right. we were not going to be going and you know all of the people that you know i see every single week i was missing them and i just thought you know it was a beautiful song and it's one yes. that we've sang in church before and i said you know what i'm just going to do this down in my uh downstairs living room and put it out there for them because it's something they would have heard so it was kind of like a piece of church for them um, nice. and yeah so that's what I did and I thought if I can ins- inspire other people to not be so sad during this time because in the beginning it was rough I've gotten used to it more now but in the beginning it was a little rough and I think that putting out music is a, is a healer for the soul. For me, it's medicine yes. for me. So, and it is for other people as well, I think. So I just felt like if I put that out there, maybe it could be someone else's medicine as well.
1: That was very nice. Yes. Uh, I love that. I thought that that was really sweet and it was inspirational. And the fact that you were feeling, um, you know, a, a little bit sad, like you said, and missing, uh-huh. you know, um, missing church, That probably, hopefully it helped to connect with everyone that you were missing. So do you know, do you know for sure the, um, I guess your church members, do you know for sure, were they able to watch it? Did they give you any feedback?
0: Yes, they did. Lots of feedback from all of them. Um, they were watching it. Some put it on their TV and then they made little Snapchat videos of them watching oh, it and having church nice. in their living room. So it was really sweet to see how it affected other people and made them feel good too. Gave everybody the warm, fuzzy feeling that we
1: were missing. That's really nice. I would say you accomplished what you set out to do and then some. It's Definitely. Exciting. Yes, Definitely. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the uh, positivity from yes. your virtual concerts is wonderful. And I know, I know that whoever is watching and listening, they're definitely getting something from it and I appreciate it. And I know everybody that is watching appreciates it because you really are kind of giving a gift from your house or from wherever it is, which it would yes. be your house in May. So you're really giving a gift. And even though we're isolated, you can still find ways to connect. And that virtual concert yes. is definitely a way to connect during everyone being safe, but staying at home. And it can exactly. be very lonely. And um, thank you so much for joining me, Christy. Thank you very much for having me. My last guest for today is Sarah. She is an advocate for the aging in Henrico County, and she's making a difference in the community. She has started a call center for the elderly to ease their fears, address their questions, but more importantly, she found a way to connect with a high-risk population while under strict guidelines for social distancing. Thank you, Sarah, for coming on today.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
1: So the call center was your
3: idea, I understand.
1: How did that idea come about?
3: Yeah, so that um, call center came about um, pretty quickly. And we had a few people who were really around the table um, making this happen. So um, in my role, I'm obviously the kind of point person for anything older adult. Um, But we also had some of our key stakeholders around the table as well, the Department of Social Services, um, some of our county administration, um, as well as our emergency operations staff. And they did a great job really identifying the issue that we weren't touching as many of our older adults during this time that we would have liked to, especially, you know, we continually hear that. Older adults are most at risk. Um, That's our most vulnerable population during this time. So we really wanted to make sure that we could reach out to them in a more targeted way, um, but also make it a positive um, interaction and just have a way for people to connect during this time.
1: Right. That is so important. How long did it take from start to finish to have the call center functioning like you had
3: envisioned? So it was a super quick turnaround time. Um, we actually started conversations with this um, on April 6th. And then by April 13th, the very next week, we were up and running. Um, we have a staff of, I believe it's like 15 or 16 people um, who are wonderful. Um, it's our library staff who have, right now, of course, our libraries are closed. So um, they're kind of operating in a different way, but I think it's an awesome opportunity for us to have them because they're already that welcoming face within our communities. And that place that we go to connect with resources is the library. Um, so they're just doing it in a different way um, and they're doing a really great job.
1: That's really nice. It's definitely a positivity. How long will the call center operate? How long do you
3: hope to have it operating? So, right now we're just kind of taking it week by week. Um, but we really hope to continue this in some sort of way um, beyond this, whether that's um, operating with volunteers or um, collaborating with some of our other telephone reassurance programs that exist within the county. But we want to keep this going. We want to stay connected with our older adults for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, this is really just one more touch point for people. Um, to be able to connect, and we want to continue doing that.
1: Absolutely. I can see this being something that continues, like you just said, even beyond Mm -hmm. COVID-19. Absolutely. So with this call center, was there a particular event that when everyone was sitting around the table talking, was there a particular event that made you or whomever it was with the idea that there is a need there and this is something that you feel like the county
3: would benefit from? Yeah. So really um, I think our main um, issue that we were looking at was social isolation. So right. social isolation is, has tremendous health effects. Um, and since we're not able to interact the way we traditionally do, you know, this is a very unprecedented event. So we wanted to make sure that we could um, find more creative ways to connect with people and, um, And so we were really focusing on the social isolation piece and then also connecting people with resources Um, because people can sign up to receive frequent calls um, every week, every other day or every single day. Um, But if they don't feel like they need that right now, that's completely fine. We can also just connect people with resources um, if they're looking for, you know, what if the grocery store that's nearest to them, does that have senior um, specific hours? Or um, if they're trying to figure out how to get their prescriptions, does their um, local pharmacy do delivery or can they transfer their prescriptions to delivery? Um, We help people navigate through all of those things as well. That's really nice. And I understand the hours. Are they 7 a.m. to 7 p.m.? Is that right? Yes, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. every single day of the week, even the weekend.
1: That's wonderful. So what types of calls? I mean, I'm sure you've had various phone calls from very short questions, easy questions to Mm -hmm. answer to probably someone who's just really not panicked, but nervous and Mm -hmm. looking for some some guidance or maybe to clear up some misconceptions. What types have you found Mm -hmm. all types of phone calls?
3: Yeah, our phone calls are really um, varied, so. We have anything from individuals who are trying to figure out um, how to continue to file their taxes or um, how to get an absentee ballot um, for an upcoming election, as well as um, people who just want someone to laugh with every few days. Um, So it's really varied. We have a a great range of of individuals and we want to be able to kind of help everybody in between.
1: Right. And obviously, um, this is for Henrico County. Have you noticed any other areas or communities that are maybe kind of noticing what you're doing, what the county is doing, and that is helpful that they're asking you or maybe looking to you for advice on perhaps starting something like this in their community?
3: Yeah, so we do work um, really closely with many of our other um, surrounding counties. Um, And so we do meet periodically to just kind of talk about best practices um, and to talk about, you know, how we can all collaborate and work together. Um, I recently had a call with Chesterfield's Emergency Operations Center the other day um, just to kind of see how we were all operating our call centers um, and what works best for us. And, you know, what we can maybe change a little bit. Um, So we want to make sure that we're You know, even we've gotten a number of calls from people who don't necessarily live within Henrico, um, but we're able to help them as well, um, find local resources within their communities.
1: Oh, that's great. That's really nice. I know, because if Henrico County or a particular area is doing something that's benefiting the community and is a positive, Mm -hmm. you would think that that would kind of, um, you know, that would be something that other surrounding areas might would want to entertain.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So, as far as what area have you had a caller?
3: What's the farthest? Huh. The furthest, <laughs> I think, was probably um, Nottaway County.
1: Wow. <laughs> so, this program is making a difference for sure. That's wonderful. It that's is. Great. It
3: County, like- that's great. Nottaway County, that's
1: got to feel good.
3: Yeah, and it's great because we've been able to um, assist many of those folks in finding resources within their own areas. Um, That's wonderful. Yeah. That's great.
1: So is there anything that you would want to, I guess, I don't necessarily mean change, modify Mm -hmm. or adjust, in the Mm -hmm. short term, and then, like you mentioned, maybe keeping this program beyond COVID-19 that you Mm -hmm. would want to address in the future?
3: I think one of the biggest things that we really want to convey to people is that this is open to all residents, whether you're living in an assisted living facility or living in a private residence, that it's really for all residents.
1: That's Um, wonderful.
3: Yeah. So we just really want to make sure that that is conveyed um, to folks that we're open for everyone.
1: That's good to to put out there because some people may mm-hmm. be hesitant to call thinking, oh, I'm not mm-hmm. a resident of Hanover County. But the fact that you had a caller from Nidl- Nidl- away is mm-hmm. wonderful. It's you guys are doing what you set up to do.
3: Absolutely. And we have some That's really been- awesome staff um, who are a part of this and um, they're. I'm just so impressed with them. How many people are
1: kind of on standby from seven to seven answering the phones? So
3: we usually have um, probably four to five people per shift, um, and we operate three different shifts throughout the day. Um, so there's always someone to talk to. We have someone who's going to answer the phone every time. Um, so always feel free to to call us. We're just a phone call away. <laughs>
1: That's wonderful. This is a great thing that you're doing and er- everyone that is involved in this. The trickle down effect obviously is very mm-hmm. apparent when you have someone from not away <laughs> calling to ask <laughs> questions to connect. That's wonderful. So Absolutely. thank you so much, Sarah, for taking some time to share this on Monday yeah. Moms. The um, community is really coming together. The fact that I'm able to even do this show, Positivity in the Pandemic, speaks volumes for our community. And those stories are what is making this show even possible. So thank you to you. Thank you to everyone that's involved. And I really appreciate it.
3: Absolutely. Thank you
1: so much for having me. My pleasure.
0: Monday Moms is a production of T3 Media, LLC, and the Henrico Citizen. New episodes appear every Monday on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. For more sponsorship information, email Tara Gray at tara at henricocitizen.com.